0: Because he and
1: Because he lives
2: Sorry about that. It's a, a lovely song called "Because He Lives," and it was going to be followed by a testimony, a one-minute testimony, um, for a member of the group who came to the Lord because of that. So one last chance, Ian, just one. No, we'll stop there. Thank you, Ian. Thank you very much. These things happened. I know it all worked yesterday, didn't it? Yeah. Machines. Good morning. morning. And good morning if you're online. I'm Eleanor. I'm part of the congregation here. And this is a Sunday after Easter Sunday. So it's still Easter, really. Praise God. We've got a couple of notices. Now, one of them, you may have heard already, but I'll say it again, which is that um, Christchurch is hoping to give every child at Oak Meadow School a book about King Charles's coronation. Um, they're Christian-based books. have seen these these books. They bring them out these big occasions, and they're really good. Um, and the question is, if you feel you can do this, and it's a suggestion only, but... Everything is welcome. If you, family, or your single person, whoever, could kindly give £5, there's a basket at the back, each book is £5. It's up to you, I just pass that to you. Uh, One more, (coughs) which involves me a bit. Um, After all the lockdowns and following a particularly interesting home home group discussion... We were talking about community and love one another, how we could know one another. And we thought, you know, years and years ago, those of us who remember, there was, um, we used to have soup lunches, soup and, you know, and talk to each other. So it says here on my piece of paper, Cheryl and Eleanor would like to put on a soup lunch for everyone one Sunday. It's going to be actually on the 14th of May. There will be further, there will be an email and some flyers next week. Um, And it will be after this service. Uh, No, it won't. It will be after the 10 o'clock service. So a time for coffee and chat and then there will be soup and some cake, we hope, and coffee and things. Time to get to know each other. So, 14th of May, if you can stick around after the service, have a nice longer coffee and chat and Have some soup. Sunday. Might be a sacrifice if you're used to roast beef, two veg and Yorkshire's, but never mind. Have that another time. So that's the notices. Jesus Christ is risen today. Well, let's celebrate that every day of the year, shall we? We're going to sing Jesus Christ is risen today today. Hallelujah. Would you like to stand? you like to be seated? I found liturgy for today from Lindisfarne, the Christian community in Northumberland, and we'll use it to worship our risen Christ. And it begins with a candle lighting. Well, would you like to take a moment of peace and quiet and just watch the lights and Think about light. Would you like to join in where the uh, type is in bold? Jesus Christ is the light of the world, a light that no darkness can quench. The long reign of sin has ended. <clears throat> A new age has dawned. A broken world is being renewed. And we are once again made whole. Hallelujah. Risen Christ, you turned Mary's tears, of, tears into joy. Turn our tears into joy. Risen Christ, you turned the traveler's despair into hope. Turn our despair into hope. Risen Christ, you turned the disciples' fears into boldness. Turn our fears into boldness. Risen Christ, you turned an empty catch into fullness. Turn our empty chores into fullness. Risen Christ, you turn Thomas' unbelief into trust. Turn our unbelief into trust. Scatter the darkness of our unbelief and shine among us always. Amen. We go towards confession now. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, To save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. So let's confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and peace with all. And we say this together. In the silence, we can recall the sins, the things for which we're saying sorry. I'll say this Christ Jesus in the light of your risen presence and in union with your first frail apostles we say sorry for not weighing our words for not sharing your trials for not believing your promises and another moment of silence while we just consider what we're saying sorry for And together, risen Christ, disperse the sin from our souls as the mist departs from the hills. Be in what we do, inform what we say, redeem who we are. Amen. And God has told us, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. We are forgiven. Alleluia. Before we have our Bible reading and Ursula brings us God's message, we're going to sing one verse of Break Thou the Bread of Life as a prayer. You might like to stand just to move a bit, but it's going to be a prayer asking God really to speak into our hearts from what he has prepared for us. So shall we stand or sit as you wish? It's a prayer. like to sit down and i'll pray as malcolm comes up father thank you for the freedom we have to read and hear your word and we thank you for your speaking to ursula this week we pray that you will prepare our hearts to hear your challenge in jesus name amen
3: today can be found in the Church Bible on page 1217. Page 1217 from the book of 1 Peter verses 3 to 9. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and are filled with an irrepressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end results of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord.
4: Good morning, everyone. So, today we have a Bible passage that's traditionally given for the Sunday after Easter, a lectionary reading. The excitement of the holiday is past, life's returning to normal after the bank holiday weekend, schools go back this week and the shops look at the next marketing opportunity. I guess it'll be the coronation. (laughs) Maybe it's not so different today from 2,000 years ago. The earliest Christians had been expecting that Jesus would return in glory soon after he ascended back into heaven. Many within their lifetimes thought that they would see this. And maybe it's just starting to dawn on them that perhaps the church and they are in for the long haul. That Jesus wouldn't return in their lifetime. And maybe the initial excitement and fervor of joining this new religious community and finding a new faith in Christ were fading as persecution started. The call to be countercultural as Christians was demanding too much of them, and doubts were surfacing. It's in this environment that Peter wrote this letter to Christians who were suffering. We're not told explicitly what the trials and tribulations were, but he does give them and us a key to the journey through the realities of the day, which he sums up with one word hope. How often we use that word in our daily conversations. I hope you get better soon. I hope you catch your train. I hope you have a good holiday. And of course we're not certain that any of those things we hope for will come to pass. It's almost like making a wish, usually out of the best of motives. But who knows whether our wish will come true or not. Not so the hope that Peter talks about in this passage. Here the word is used as a certainty. What we hope for in Christ is a given. Will definitely happen. It's a living hope. A hope to live our lives by. And in one day it will certainly be completed. Peter experienced the reality of the resurrection, met the risen Christ, and it's because of this certainty, he argues, that we can be certain of the hope of our salvation. I'm reminded of Jesus' words to Thomas, that we will be blessed because we who did not have the opportunity to meet with Christ on earth will still believe. We are a blessed people, blessed by Christ, called blessed by Christ Himself, and we are kept secure because of our living hope in Him. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to, to Israel? Peter asked, just before Jesus ascended. Even after witnessing the resurrection of he still didn't fully comprehend. And it's here in this passage that at last we hear Peter finally understand the gospel message. The message of hope. And as Peter declares, it's a living hope. But it's kept in heaven for completion for now. It will be our inheritance but not just yet. Trusting in that hope in faith may even lead to suffering, Peter says. It's a test, it's a refining that we endure. But our hope is also a blessing. There are seven blessings spoken to each one of us in the passage. Let's hear them again. Praise God for the great mercy he has shown us. Praise God that he has made us his children. Praise God that he has given us such a living hope. Praise God that he has promised to keep us until the journey's end. Praise God that he is testing us now so that we may receive praise and honour when we see him. Praise God that with every trial and testing we experience his deep and abiding joy. We might have to dig deep to find that deep and abiding joy, but the certainty is that even in trials and testing, it will be there. Praise God that one day our salvation will be complete. As we read or hear this lyrical doxology, a hymn of praise, and recounting of the blessings God bestows on us as believers, some are easier to accept and own for ourselves than others. How many of us see trials and tribulation as a blessing or would easily acknowledge the presence of a deep and abiding joy in the darkest hours of our lives? Theologians think Peter's readers were experiencing those trials and persecutions. And so it's no surprise that Peter tries to comfort them to explain how to reconcile trials with our hopes in Jesus and at the same time maintaining the fullness of that hope. It presents us with a paradox, doesn't it, that we and Christians throughout the ages have grappled with. How do we reconcile trials and tribulation with hope and joy? Peter's answer to this in 1 Peter 1 is that our hope is alive and we have a Holy Spirit to comfort us and confirm this in us again and again. We are not alone. We never have been and we never will be. We testify to a reality that we cannot deny. When Peter says we are receiving already the salvation of our souls, he is saying that salvation is as real for us believers as looking out of the window and seeing the trees swaying in the breeze or feeling the sun on our skin or seeing the rain fall and getting wet we trust our eyes don't we we look out of the window and what we see is real we trust our experiences so too we can trust god's spirit that confirms our relationship with Christ. This one, this hope, this experience of Christ in our lives is undeniable for us as anything else that we experience in our life's journey. As one writer puts it, and don't forget our living hope, Peter says. Don't forget the gospel of beauty that transforms everything. Remember the resurrection. Remember your baptism into Christ. Remember such things and be thankful. Oh yes, and remember too, praise be to God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, for the presence of the Holy Spirit. As we journey through life, And as we journey through difficult times, remember somehow, someday, he will really make all things new. In the All-Age Service later this morning, the team are looking at this passage in part using the lens of Aslan from the C.S. Lewis stories. And as those of you who've heard me speak before, you'll know that they're one of my favorite set of books. So, in closing, I would like to draw out just three thoughts to consider using one or two of the stories as illustrations. In one of the Narnia stories, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, Lucy, one of the children, explores an old house and finds a very old book. She opens it and finds one page, that was blank except for some words at the top, under the heading of A Wish to Make Invisible Things Visible. She wasn't sure if she ought to try it, but she does. After she spoke it out, she can hear something coming up behind her and turns around, only to see her very beloved lion, Aslan Oh Aslan she says it was so kind of you to come but Aslan had not come from anywhere I have been here all the time but you have made me visible Aslan tells her and of course the analogy is clear isn't it that Jesus is with us all the time the Holy Spirit dwells within us all the time. It's just that sometimes we forget to notice them. Maybe there are times when we feel alone, when Christ seems far from us. But it's not true. We live in the abiding presence of our God at all times. It's just that it's maybe not an everyday occurrence that we are aware so clearly of his presence. But he's there. He's there, has been, will be, and always will be, even until the end of the age, when we will see him face to face. And this is why we can find a deep, abiding joy in Christ, even in the darkest of times. Yes, our human emotions might be all over the place. Grief, fear, doubt, misunderstanding. But at a deeper level, in that place within us where we touch things eternal, there will be the gift of joy and peace. And if we turn to face Christ, And if we have the courage to look, we will find the hope that we have in Christ. We will experience the strength of the Holy Spirit at the core of our being. And even in trials and tribulation, we will find peace and godly joy. And then secondly, Those of you who are Narnia fans will remember that one of the four children didn't make it into the new kingdom at the end of time. She turned away and embraced worldly life and values. And there's a warning for us here not to turn away from our inheritance in the kingdom of God. An inheritance that is sure and certain for all eternity. But we can choose whether to accept it or not. And finally, remember the closing scene as the citizens of Narnia pass through the darkened stable into the, from the old kingdom, which is perishing, to an everlasting kingdom. We see in a darkened corner a group of them, of citizens. They had the faith to step into the stable, but not to keep going to walk through the doorway and out into the new kingdom. How is our faith? Do we try to live with a foot in both camps? Are there dark corners in our lives? Yes, we've made a commitment. Yes, we've walked into the stable and we've seen Jesus as a baby come to earth to save us. But we'd rather keep dark corners in our lives. One foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom of God. Peter asks us from this passage, do we fully embrace our inheritance in Christ, even in the darkest of times, even when we're tempted by the world around us, or think that we can just be nominal, just enough Christians, camping out in a stable and missing the fullness of life with Christ, content to keep the dark corners, just in case. There's no such thing as a just-in-case Christian. There are only all or nothing Christians. And that's what this passage reminds us of. Either we fully embrace Christ we have nothing but dark corners. Amen.
2: Thank you, Ursula. We're going to acknowledge the God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit in whom we believe, and um, we're going to do it by singing the creed, which we have sung years ago, and I hope some of us remember it. It'll be on the screen. And... uh, yeah, it's, it's worship and it's acknowledging and it's announcing to ourselves and to everybody, this is the God we believe in. Would you like to stand? you like to be seated as we move into into intercessions? Again, this comes from the Lindisfarne liturgy that I found. I'll say something and then there'll be a pause. I think it'll be up, yes. And then together we'll say the words in bold. So firstly, risen Christ into your hands, We place our families, our neighbours, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and all whom we have met and will meet today. Together we say, enfold them in your will. Risen Christ, into your hands we place all who are victims of prejudice, oppression, or neglect. The frail, the unwanted. together. May everyone be cherished from conception to the grave. Risen Christ into your hands we place all who are restless, sick or prey to the powers of evil. Together. Tenderly watch over them. Risen Christ, bring renewal to the land and to the church, to ordained ministries, and to our community here in Basin Hill in Shrewsbury. together we say raise up new callings and communities that meet the need of our times amen would you like to stand for the peace if you can The risen Christ said, my peace I give you. So let's give one another a sign of this gift, remembering any restrictions that people prefer. The peace of the Lord be with you.
4: We are going to use Eucharistic Prayer E. The Lord be with you. And
0: also be with you.
4: Lift up your hearts.
0: We the the Lord.
4: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is my heart, my heart, and Father, you made the world and you love your creation. You gave your Son Jesus Christ to be our Saviour. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you with saints and angels praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Holy Lord, Lord, God of power and might, heaven and and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit, that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread he praised you. He broke the bread. Gave it to them and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again he praised you, gave it to them, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many. For the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. Bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ Christ has died, died. Christ Christ is risen, Christ Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ, and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, our loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. All kingdom come, your will be done, is in heaven. Give us today, forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, power and glory are yours forever and ever. Amen. with thanksgiving. Please come forward as the stewards direct. We have um, gluten-free wafers available and non-alcoholic wine for those who would prefer it.
0: the blood of Christ, keep you in eternal life. Amen.
4: Sorry about that. <laughs> I think you managed to work out what I was saying, didn't you? Before we come to our prayer after communion, let's just remember those who, for one reason or another, can't be with us this morning. And so, Father, we name before you in our hearts those of our fellowship, family, and community who are frail, who are in residential care or hospital, or who, for one reason or another, cannot be with us this morning, even though their hearts desire is to be with us. May they know your peace and your presence, Lord, and the blessings of one Peter throughout this coming week. Amen. Amen. And we say together the prayer after communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your dear Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Thank you, Eleanor.
2: Our final hymn is a hymn of praise. Praise him, praise him. Jesus, our blessed Redeemer, would you like to stand if you're able? is going to have another go at that song um, as we finish, we haven't finished yet Um, Yeah, it's a good song So, we have a Because he lives
1: I can face tomorrow Way to victory. I'll see the lights of glory, and I'll know He lives because He lives. I can face tomorrow because He lives. All fear is gone because I. face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know Because he lives
2: Mm. Well, a bit back to front, but I'm glad you heard that. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow because I know he holds the future because he lives. And Ian said this morning, he found out something, that there's a a folk singer singer called Woody Guthrie who lived a long time ago. I didn't know this. Apparently he wrote that when his son was killed in an accident. All I knew was Woody Guthrie was a folk singer. I knew nothing else. But he wrote that because he lives. I can face the future. Praise God. What a testimony. Right, would you like to stand and we'll have a blessing for each other? Yep, risen Christ. Lovely. You can join in. Please, please join in where um, where it's bold. Risen Christ of the miraculous catching of fish, be with us as we work. Risen Christ of the perfect lakeside meal. Be with us as we eat. Risen Christ of the workaday life, make this a day of joy and peace. May the risen Christ be with us to help us do all things well. So let's go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen.